The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus said to the chief priests and the elders of the people, What is your opinion? A man had two sons. He came to the first and said, Son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The man replied, I will not. But afterwards, the son changed his mind and went. The man went to the other son and gave the same order. And this son said, yes, sir, but did not go. Which of the two did his father's will? They answered, the first. Jesus said to them, Amen, I say to you that tax collectors and prostitutes are entering the kingdom of God before you. When John came to you in the way of righteousness, you did not believe him, but tax collectors and prostitutes did. Yet even when you saw that, you did not later change your minds and believe him. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus today tells us a parable about two sons, and he's asking you and I to reflect on how are we like or unlike these two sons. The first son, when asked to do something by his father, he said, no, I will not. But then he changed his mind and he went out to work in the vineyard. The second son said, yes, sir. But then he didn't go out into the vineyard. The first son was irreverent but obedient. The second son was reverent but not obedient. Jesus is asking you and I to reflect on our own lives and see where we compare with these two sons. You might think that the first son is, is much better than the second son and that we should imitate the first son, the one who said, no, I will not, and then he went out into the vineyard. And yes, he is better. He's better than the second son, but he's not all that great of a son himself, is he? He's quite irreverent towards his father. And this is one of the gravest sins in Jesus's day. In Jesus's day, it was a terrible, terrible thing to be disrespectful for your father. That's still true now, of course, but it was far worse of a sin in Jesus's day. And notice that Jesus is, is at pains to point out that the second son said, yes, sir. The first son just said, no. He didn't even honor his father with the honorific title, sir. And so we have two sons who are not that great at being children of the father. Let's go a little deeper and look at each son. Let's look at the second son first. The second son is the one who said, yes, sir, but did not go out into the vineyard. How are you and I like that second son? Well, you know, I've been here about five years now here at Holy Name, and I've probably done about a hundred weddings right here on this spot. And standing here with the bride and the groom and guiding them through the vows, I lead them in saying, both the bride and the groom say, I will love you and honor you all the days of my life. 
all the days? I will love you and honor you all the days of my life? Let me ask a show of hands here. How many of you have been married a long time and have loved and honored your wife all the days or loved your husband and honored your husband all the days of your life? I don't see a whole lot of hands up. In the first Mass, I saw a couple of husbands raise their hand and their wife shot it down right away. All the days of my life. That's quite a bold statement. Even as I'm leading them in those vows, I'm thinking to myself, will this person really be able to do this? And before I get too rough on the uh, uh, husbands and wives, right here on this exact same spot, about 21 years ago, I knelt here before Archbishop Schulte for my ordination. And he looked me in the eye and in the microphone, he asked me this question. He said, he said, will you without fail practice the responsibilities of the priesthood without fail. Now, I have a few staff people and, and volunteers who work with me here in the congregation. I will not give you the microphone at this moment to testify whether or not I've actually done the priesthood without failing. And so I think it's probably safe to say that all of us are like this second son, that all of us make statements to God here in the temple before God's holy people that we don't fulfill as well as we'd like in the hot and sweaty vineyard. And so Jesus is asking you and me to, to, to ponder that for a moment. In what ways have I not kept the good words, the good vows that I've made to the Lord? How about the first son, the one who said, no, I will not go. And then he changed his mind and went. Imagine that you had small children, three small children, and it's the first week of August, and you take them to Bay St. Louis for one last day at the beach. And very early on, right as they get to the beach, they've just started playing, and two of these kids start uh, teasing just a little bit with the third, teasing the third one just a bit. And the third one gets upset and says, I'm not playing with you anymore and then walks over and sits in the sand by themselves. Now that child has two choices. That child can ruin the day by never coming back, or that child can change their mind, swallow their pride, and go back. Now we know that it would be illogical and immature of that child to ruin their own day but don't we do the same in a more sophisticated way? Isn't it true that sometimes we get overly emotional, we get overly angry or frightened or are overly hurt, and we say something like, that's it, I'm never going to be friends with that one again, or that's it, I'm never going to help this person anymore. Don't we make these outrageous statements too? And sometimes isn't it true that we know that we said the wrong thing, but we're too proud to go back? change our mind and, and do it right. And so perhaps in this Mass we can reflect how are we like that first son, saying the wrong thing, making the wrong decision, but with an opportunity to turn around and come back. I said that neither son is all that great. We really would like to emulate 
the third unmentioned but implied son. The third unmentioned but implied son would be the son who would say yes and then go into the field. The one who is both reverent and obedient. That's who we should imitate. That's what we really want in our lives. Let's look at the father for just a moment. Notice that the father who who receives this terrible insult from the first son when he tells him no, it's like a slap in the face. The townspeople would have expected that father to kick him out of the house and they would have all applauded him for it. But is that what the father did? Didn't the father just sit quietly, wait patiently for the son to come to his senses and come back? He still even has the keys to the vineyard. This father is indulgent and magnanimous towards his son. Maybe he even went to that son first because he knew it was going to take him some time to come around. And so on the good days when we are like the third implied son, on the good days when we do everything right, when we say the right thing to God and we actually follow through, perhaps we can be as magnanimous as the father with all of the son one and son two that are all around us with the people who are struggling today. Maybe not be so judgmental, but like the father, just wait for them to come back around again. And you know, I said that this third son, the reverent and obedient, the one who said yes to the father and did it, is non-existent, only implied. But the truth is, this third son does exist. This third son is right there. This third son is the son of God, Jesus Christ, who said yes to the Father and then did his will all the way to the end. And today you and I consume that reverent and obedient son and we pray to God that we might be like that son, that we too might be a son and daughter who says yes to God and follows his will.